Hey guys, it's Peter. Thanks for listening to the Upper Room Dallas podcast. In this week's message, I continue my series at the Lord's Table uh, on the bread of life and how Jesus promised that healing and deliverance is the children's bread. And so we get all into that um, and just talk about the supernatural power uh, of the bread of life uh, and what it looks like uh, to believe God and to submit our disappointment, to submit uh, some of our past experiences to the revelation of who Jesus is as our healer, as our deliverer. Um, I really hope it encourages you guys and strengthens your hearts. Love you so much. Amen. Amen. The gun show, says Peter Slover. Praise God. Thank you for that encouragement. Calling things that are not as though they are. There's a prophet in our midst. <laughs> wow. Worship was amazing. Thank you, Brett and team. Can we honor them again? So good. My overflow peeps, I see you in there. It's anointed in there. God is there. You gathered there in his name as well. So Jesus is there, and you're going to encounter him this morning. Um, open your Bible to Psalm 102, verse 4. <clears throat> I'm going to read a, a verse and then we're going to pray. Um, we've been looking at the Lord's table. Um, we believe that God is, is awakening the church in this hour to the communion table. Amen. How many of you, God has been speaking to you about communion, like a reawakening? Raise your hand. Okay. Awesome. So we, we want to say yes. When the Spirit begins to speak something, we honor Him by getting in step with Him. This is like upper room heart vision 101. We don't care about setting up our own vision, our own desire. We want what the Spirit of God is saying. Amen? And so we try to just constantly live in this tension of, of planning, of prayerfully planning and considering, but also keeping our ear like humble and tender towards the voice of God so that when he begins to speak something, we can get in step with him. And we really sense an urgency in this hour for the body of Christ to come back to the Lord's table to, to not only have a spirit of wisdom and revelation around the body and blood of Jesus, um, but, but everything that happens around the table of the Lord. And so you're gonna hear um, from this place a lot of, of teaching, impartation, and experiential encounter around the Lord's table in the weeks to come, perhaps this whole year. And so just to build your faith in case you kind of think, man, that's gonna get boring, um, <clears throat> I wanna encourage you, the table of the Lord is anything but boring. There is wonder-working power and glory and intoxication and joy and gladness and fellowship and togetherness and healing and deliverance and heaven coming to earth. Come on, in renewing of the mind and feasting in the presence of your enemies. I can't think of anything more awesome than just eating a ribeye in the presence of my enemies and just getting glad while I'm supposed to be getting discouraged. Come on. I love sitting in the presence of my enemies and just feasting on God's good. And whatever the thing is that torments you, that lies to you, that tries to intimidate you, God has set a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And I shared this last week about, about God doesn't, I think sometimes we wait to feast until the enemies are all gone. We wait to have joy. We wait for our heart to be strengthened until he completely wipes out our enemies. But that's not God's design. 
His design is to feed you and to nourish you in the presence of your enemies. It is the greatest act of warfare, healing, deliverance that I know, and it's biblical, to eat and to drink and to be anointed by God. That's what the table of the Lord is about, is literally drinking the wine of the Spirit, eating the bread, the grace of God, and then, and then just being smeared and anointed by God. Everything at the table happens to you. Hey, I like that. Um, so let's read this, because I think sometimes this happens. Psalm 102, verse four, says, my heart is struck down like grass and has withered. I forget to eat my bread. <laughs> Father, um, we know there's a battle waging for our hearts this morning. There's been a battle and there will continue to be a battle for our hearts and we know that, that ultimately you've won that battle but my prayer this morning for us, all of us, Lord, is that, is that at your table, through the bread of life, through the cup of covenant, that you would strengthen the hearts of your people this morning. You would strengthen our hearts, you would strengthen our mortal bodies as we sing about Jehovah Rapha, that you would heal, that you would deliver, and that you would save. Help us to remember to eat our bread. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? Amen. Um, well, last week we talked about the cup of blessing, the cup of covenant, the cup of remembrance, the cup of a clean conscience. The, the cup of the Lord is powerful, it's mighty, and it is to intoxicate you in the love of God. Um, and we talked about the importance in these days to come that we as believers learn to enjoy God. Um, it, uh, there's so much at stake right now for your heart that if you do not learn as a believer to actually enjoy fellowship with God, I don't think we're gonna make it to the end. It's, it's joy that produces endurance in the hearts of God's people. And I, and I touched briefly on joy is more than just dancing in a worship setting. It, it's beyond that. It's, it's this consciousness of the love of God that causes us out there in the world to do things that are unthinkable. Forgive our betrayer. Wash the feet of our betrayer. Love instead of curse. Bless instead of hold grudges. Show up at our, at our jobs and, and work for an unfair boss with integrity. Like these are the kind of things that, that, that you cannot do without the joy and the wine of God's spirit. Amen? And, and in addition to that, we talked about Psalm 23. At the table of the Lord, you have the bread, the oil, and the wine. And so I wanna talk about though today, um, the bread of life. Um, Jesus said in John 6, he says, I am the bread of life. Um, and I wanna talk specifically what I believe that means for us and God's desire to heal his people. We sang about it this morning, uh, but I wanna, I wanna open a can of worms uh, because I know for many of us, it's a can of worms, amen? God's desire to heal people physically, like miracles, signs, wonders, amen? This is the God we serve. And so um, I wanted to read Psalm 102 because I feel like this illustrates Maybe why many of us, our heart feels this way. Um, 
He says, my heart is struck down like grass and has withered. I forget to eat my bread. Now, you could read that and say, well, maybe, maybe his heart was a condition, then he forgot to eat his bread. I think this is, he forgot, he forgot to eat the source of his strength. He forgot to partake. He forgot where his life came from. In, this, in Bible times, I know this is hard to think, 2023, we live in Dallas, and there is a war against bread right now, against gluten. There just is. I heard the other day, you know, someone was like, bread is poison. I'm like, okay, this is a little intense. And I understand it's different bread, I get it. Don't at me. But listen, in Bible times, bread was like a staple meal. Like, it was the meal. Y'all are like, oh no, I would be fat back then. <laughs> you would be healthy <laughs> back then. And so, and so look at this, Psalm 104. Watch this. Psalm 104, verse uh, 14. 104, 14 says this, you cause the grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate that he, man, may bring forth food from the earth, wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. So bread, bread will strengthen your heart. There's another verse in Hebrews that talks about it is, it is good um, food sacrificed to idols is nothing and it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. And I think, church, we need to learn to eat the bread of God. I think so many of us are so busy trying to, to obtain grace through other means other than simply consuming the bread of God. Now, I wanna break this down real practically. In John 6, Jesus said, I'm the bread of life, and he says this. He says, the bread that I will give for the life of the world is what? My flesh. So what was he referring to in John 6 when they said it was a hard saying, they couldn't understand it? What was Jesus actually, when would Jesus give his flesh as the life of the world? The cross. So, he, so in John 6, it was a hard saying because they, didn't, they hadn't seen the cross yet. But now it doesn't have to be a hard saying. We know that when he said, my, my flesh is true food, we know he's talking about, about the moment that he would give his flesh would be the cross. Now what, what is the overarching message of the cross to mankind? There's a message in the cross. There's a, there's a meal in the cross. What's the message? Say it loud like you know it. <laughs> love. It's I love you. It's just God saying I love you. I love you. I love you in your sin. I love you in your mess. I'm gonna love you in all of your state. I love you. And, and I'm gonna prove my love. I'm not gonna just shout from heaven, I love you. I'm gonna demonstrate my love by dying on a cross while you were in sin, while you were in rebellion, while you were far from me, I'm going to tell you I love you in your worst state so that you would never, ever, 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 ever be confused that I love you. And this love through remembrance of this meal, see, see the psalmist forgot to eat his bread. You know what I think we can interpret that today? He forgot, to, he forgot the love of God. He forgot the love of God. He forgot that God was loving and so his heart withered away. I think at the root of every heart that is discouraged this morning 
It's that you forgot the love of God. And you can have bread in front of you. Some of you, you just finished this fast. You have an iron will, praise God. The Spirit helped you. You're like, I'm not eating carbs for 21 days. <laughs> and that's good. You fast the bread. But then it's time to eat bread now. And just because you have bread, it, I love the psalmist says, he goes, I forgot to eat my bread. Not I don't have bread. I forgot to eat it. Meaning I had it at my table, I just didn't eat it. And I think this is many of us as we overcomplicate the love of God. We, we, we think that there needs to be some condition just right to eat the love of God. I wanna tell you, every moment of every day is the perfect time to eat the love of God. And my prayer for us is that our minds would be renewed to the reality that God is willing to feed us the bread of his body, his flesh, at any moment of any day if we will simply pause, remember, and just receive. And something happens, you're like, oh, that seems kind of mystical and weird. Something happens when you're driving down your car, in your car, and you turn the radio off and you put your phone away, and you just remember that the Son of God died on a cross and it was his way of saying, I love you. And his I love you 2,000 years ago was intended to give you confidence that his I love you would show up today in many forms, in many ways. One of the ways God, God shows, says I love you today is that he just says, he just encourages you. Like he just tells you what he likes about you. He's just like, hey, I delight in you. Do you know how awesome your day would be if we would learn to just hear our Father's voice going, I think you're, I think you're amazing. That we, would, that we would humble our hearts soft enough to hear our Father just build us up. How many of us know a God who just, who just builds you up, who just speaks into your life and goes, I think you're crushing it as a husband. Wow, I think you're an amazing dad. I think you're an amazing wife, an amazing, like, Here's a, here's a tip, maybe a swing key, if you will. <laughs> the area where you feel most accused is the bullseye where your father actually wants to feed you bread. Try it right now. <laughs> the area where you're most being accused is the area the father wants to build you up, and it's just bread. Here, I love you. We have to demystify and de-religiousify. It's not even a word, but you know what I mean. We're like the cross, the cross, the love of God. Yes, but it has to come into today. It comes with a voice, it comes with affection, it comes with an embrace, it comes with a touch, it comes with, with breakthrough and miracles and healing and deliverance and wonder-working power. Come on, the early church, do you know what they preached? Do you know what the message was? The resurrection of Jesus. They're like, he's alive. He's alive, that was Acts, he's alive, we testify, he's alive, he's not dead, he's alive, God is alive. He was dead, but now he's alive, come on. And that there's power, and you're like, well how do you know he's alive? And they're like, hey crippled guy, get up. And he's like whoosh, and he's like wow, like the gods have come down among us. Come on, we are desperate in these days. People are desperate to know that our God is alive. One of the first ways they know he's alive is we're just drunk. We've just been drinking the wine of his love and we're like, ooh, wowzers, he's amazing. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Don't you see what's happening in culture, in the world? And yeah, I do see what's happening. I'm not ignorant of that and I'm not unwilling to go into that. But man, I am drinking from this wine and this love 
that is incredible. And I'm looking at these people that everyone's afraid of and I just feel love towards them. Is something wrong with me? Am I okay? People that everyone's accusing the, from different political parties and different races and colors, I actually feel love welling up in my heart. I feel compassion, am I okay? Come on, that's how intoxicated people are. They look at people and they're not their enemies. They're like, I love these people. All right, so we have wine and oil and bread. This is the Christian life. These three things have to come in full focus for us. Go to Matthew chapter four. The upper room, early on, early, early, early beginning, there were two things that were, that were happening uh, on a regular basis that marked us. Um, and, and this that I wanna talk about this morning about God's desire to heal physically um, is something very, very, very deep in my heart. I don't teach about it a lot, I don't preach about it a lot, um, but the scriptures um, of Jesus healing people in my Bible, I have wept over. Um, it moves me, it moves me to think about not the fact that he did it, but to think about the people who were crippled and lame and blind, who in a moment, who in a moment were transformed. I think about them. I think about, I think about the story from that perspective. I think about, I think about the, the, guy, the guy whose daughter died. And they were like, hey, don't trouble the teacher anymore. The, the little girl's dead. <laughs> I think about that moment. See, we read that and we read it real calm and real like, oh, because we know the end of the story. But for the father, that wasn't a good day. And Jesus walks in and everyone's weeping and he says, guys, don't weep. The little girl's not dead, she's asleep. You know what the Bible says? It says that they laughed at him. You know why they laughed? You know why they laughed at truth? It says because they knew. Hear me, they knew she was dead. So they're laughing the source of their laughing and mocking of truth was their own knowledge. Because their own knowledge only stemmed from what they could perceive seeing dimly through a mirror. They didn't have the full picture. They didn't understand the kingdom of heaven that was in their midst. They didn't understand there was a different realm that had just come with Jesus. There was an eternal unseen realm that was invading the natural realm. And so what they knew was their highest realm of consciousness. That's what they knew. They knew she was dead. And he says, oh, little girl, wake up. Because to Jesus, when people are dead, they're really just asleep. Come on. This is the, this is the perspective for the believer that death is just sleep. The sting of death is removed in that phrase. If you're not a believer, death is final. But for the believer, there is eternal life. And that if death comes knocking on our mortal body, we say, hi, how are you doing? And we continue on to be with Jesus. We will continue forever in him. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die 
And after that comes judgment. But Christ is coming a second time, not in reference to sin, but to save those eagerly waiting for him. I don't know about you, but I've died once. Come on, who's died once? I died. So now guess what we get to do? We get to live. We get to live unto God, not, no longer afraid of death. Okay. Matthew 4. Here's the invitation. Matthew 4, 17. Bread of life. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This was John the Baptist's message. This was Jesus' message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. This was the, the message he gave to his disciples. Repent, for the kingdom's at hand. I love this message. It's still applicable today. I know we know it, but I want to invite us to revisit it. Oh, I was sharing about Upper Room. Early on, we saw tons of prophetic ministry. Shout out to the prophetic workshop. Um, we saw so much public prophetic ministry. It was amazing. It marked our community early on. Words of knowledge um, and healing uh, was just, it was awesome in those early days. And so I believe this is a this is a well that God is wanting to redig in our midst. He wants to see the prophetic flowing purely and mightily like a river in our midst, that people would walk in and surely God is in this place. I'm talking about the authentic gift of prophecy, not, not like, I'm talking about the real thing. I'm not gonna teach on that, but the real thing, come on. The real, like your jaw drops in like Walmart parking lot kind of gear, you know? like where you just get drilled and you know that you know that you know that God is in your midst. And I'm talking about real healing. I wanna testify to you, Jesus is continuing to heal people today. You know why? Because he's a healer. And I'm, I'm gonna start this off by testifying, I'm aware that there's a tremendous amount of pain, disappointment, and, and, and stuff in our hearts surrounding this message and surrounding the fact that God would heal, but, but he didn't heal, but like I'm, I'm speaking personally in the midst. I've got the, I've got the word of God, but I also have my life experience that, that has things in my heart of, of pain. Losing my brother to cancer when I was four years old. Praying for, for Amy Williams years ago, Justin, and this mother of four, and she, like not only did we pray, but then I went to be her pallbearer. She was like, I don't know, 30 years old, 40 years old, died of cancer, and so, yet we've also seen people healed. Shelby Slaughter's here. Where is she? Somewhere. She's in the kids. Our children's minister was dead. And she's alive. Our children's minister, watching your kids. Don't forget to eat bread. That's bread. There's bread there. So Jesus invites everyone. This was his global message. Guys, if you're willing to change your mind and, and to stop thinking that what you see and feel and touch, disease, sickness, demon oppression, blindness, crippledness, if you're willing, if you're just willing to be humble enough to, to for a moment, change the way that you're thinking, you'll experience and see my kingdom. You're gonna, you're gonna taste of a different realm. 
because I'm a king of a different realm. And I'm gonna show you what my kingdom is like. Come on, are we not seeking first the kingdom of God. Lord, we are seeking a different realm that does not have sickness, demonic oppression, disease. Are you not? Like, my heart is seeking a homeland. Oh, I'm not seeking a good tomorrow, a 401k. My eyes are set on a homeland. Uh, there is a reality where Jesus rules and reigns that's majestic. Oh, where his name and the beauty of who he is touches everything. Oh, come on, we know it's Jesus. Jesus makes heaven heaven, but Jesus is so awesome that everything he touches is made beautiful. Heaven is beautiful because it's filled with him. And so he says, guys, repent for the kingdom of heaven. Now look at this, verse 23. And he went throughout all Galilee teaching in their synagogues. He's just reading Torah. <laughs> wow. Proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. What's the gospel of the kingdom? It's the good news that there's, there's a way out of all of this sickness and pain and bondage that you're in. That's the good news of the kingdom. Hey, there's, there's something more than what you see. There's hope. That's the gospel of the kingdom. You have hope. Come on, hear me, church. I'm speaking to you. There's hope for your marriage, for, your, for whatever you're facing, for your future. There's hope. Look at what this man did, Jesus. Healing every disease. This is so... just good. Every affliction among the people, every disease. You gotta see it in your Bible. He healed every disease and every affliction. How abundant. This was not a lottery system, y'all. This was Black Friday with unlimited resources and unlimited supply and everyone had unlimited money. There was no one leaving that they didn't feel like they got a good deal. This was wholesale everyone, every disease, everywhere. You have to experience the joy. How many of you have been healed physically? Oh, come on. I remember I, I was playing soccer and I jacked up my ankle really bad. You remember this? Level 10 pain on my couch. I called Wade Aaron. Wade was a middle school teacher at the time who's just, y'all know how he is. Red beard Wade, real serious but awesome. I called him, I said, Wade, pray for my ankle. Guys, level 10, I'm on my back, elevated with ice, couldn't move it. He's in, the, in a break in between class. <laughs> Pain, get out of that foot. <laughs> Gotta go right now. <laughs> All right, man, let me know how it goes. I went from my couch to my bed. I got to my bed and it was a level two. I'm standing up and I'm like, what in the world? My foot, like 10 to two. That's not, that's not psychosomatic, that's God. God himself, through the prayer of the saint, Wade, touched my ankle. God hates sickness. I've read my Bible, I've concluded he hates sickness, he hates disease, he hates demons, and he hates death, he hates it. He hates it. <laughs> Look at this. So his fame spread throughout all Syria and they brought him all the sick. They brought him all the sick. 
They brought him all the sick. What am I doing? Why am I staying here? You guys are like, tell me, give me some more information. I'm calling you to remember so you can begin eating bread so that your heart will open up to what God wants to do this morning. I could teach you for, I, could, I literally, this is probably my most passionate subject in the scriptures. I could theologically lay out for you why I believe it's God's will to heal. Matthew 6.10, hey Jesus, hey, how do we pray? This is how I want you to pray. Lord's Prayer, Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. Is there sickness in heaven? He told you and I to pray, you pray this, you've been praying it all since you were a little kid. Oh, your kingdom come, your will be done. He's saying, what's he saying? He's saying, here's how you pray. You begin to ask your Father who's in heaven for the realities of the kingdom of God to come where? To earth. The will of God, is it being done in heaven? Is there any hindrance to the will of God in heaven? So your kingdom come, your good, pleasing, perfect will be done. Where? What about us? Brother, we can't pray, and we know Jesus is a healer, but what about us? The Great Commission. Hey guys, baptize all these folks. Disciple them, watch this, and teach them to observe what? All that I commanded you. So, so the Great Commission in Discipleship is about teaching us, 2023, to observe all that he commanded them. Matthew 10, hey guys, here's, the, here's given authority to heal the sick and cast out demons. Can, we, can I just pop a big bubble in this? There's a lot of weirdness around who gets to heal the sick and cast out devils. And I read in my Bible in Matthew 10, it says Jesus gave them authority. They didn't earn authority. They didn't jump through spiritual hoops to get authority to cast out demons and heal the sick. No, no, it, read it in your Bible, because I don't, you guys are looking at me funny. Matthew 10, then we're gonna do a bread tunnel. Y'all heard of a fire tunnel? We're gonna do a bread tunnel this morning. Huh. No fire tunnel, bread tunnel. We have real bread for you. We have real bread and we have real bread. <laughs> Matthew 10, he called his 12 and he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out. That's what you do with devils, you cast them out. You don't play with them, you don't name them, you don't medicate them, you cast them out. I'm not trying to be offensive, but man, if you study the life of Jesus, the primary activity, preaching, teaching, prayer, casting out devils, healing the sick. And then you look at the early church, preaching, teaching, Ministry to the sick, casting out devils. This is Christian activity. Entire chapters of the Bible are devoted to people being healed. Do you think God maybe wanted to get something across to us? So that's why we're taking the entire morning and we're going to believe that God's going to heal and deliver every single person in this room, watching in the overflow, and praise God for technology, watching online. You may say, this guy's crazy. I'm believing for all. I read about all, and I, I'm, not, I'm not believing for all because I'm trying to be some cocky, like, oh, we want all. I just believe it's in the heart of God. I actually believe he loves you. I believe he loves your body. I believe Jesus loves your body. He lo oh, hear me. 
He loves your mortal body. He loves your frame. He loves your image. He loves how, like, he loves all of how you are. And he doesn't love when there's sickness in your body. He does not love that. He doesn't love when there's disease. He doesn't love when there's an addiction that's tormenting your mind. He does not love that. Can he love you in it? Yep. And I believe one of the expressions of his love, we, we have this awesome revelation of the mercy and compassion of God, but the mercy and compassion of God biblically resulted in an explosion of his power in liberation. Like God's love doesn't just leave you in the condition that you're in. He saves people. Does he not, church? Wonder-working, awesome, majestic power in salvation. Oh man, I feel the fire of God in my bones. He gave them authority over unclean spirits and to heal every disease and every affliction. This is so offensive. In a moment, he's like, hey guys, here you go. And in case we were confused, he said, freely you have received, meaning you didn't earn any of this. So freely give it. And so that's what we're gonna do this morning. Is that okay? I believe that there's many in this room and God wants to touch you physically. And so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna set up our ministry team who is, they're just trained lovers of God who love him. They're gonna lay hands. We're gonna, we're gonna feed you bread from this side. So we're gonna start a line that'll be right at this pole and it'll wind as wide as we can. So the end will be by this man in the, in the you can wave at us. That will be the end of the line. So let's not like snake the line here, okay? So we're gonna have a, a team here and then some staff and elders are gonna be here. Oscar, if you wanna come up, the band's gonna come back up. Now here's what we're gonna do though. For those of us who need healing or deliverance, you're gonna come and, and really, really we're just believing that the bread of God is enough. Can I tell you, it's not some crazy anointed long-winded prayer that heals the sick and, and sets people free. I think sometimes we pray so long because we don't actually believe it's gonna happen. We're like praying ourselves out of unbelief. We're like, God, I know you can do it. God, I know you can do it. And we're like, if you know we can do it, just say be healed and lay your hands on them. <laughs> I'm serious. And then if it doesn't, then you just keep, you keep continuing in the will of God. It's not some lottery system, amen? Are you guys okay? God can do a lot with a little. He is healing folks with a shadow. Oh, y'all are. So, so don't go to sleep on me. Many of you, you need to be healed. You need to be delivered. You need your heart to be healed. You need your physical body to be healed. You need deliverance. Some of you, you need deliverance this morning. There is no shame. The Bible is filled with people getting delivered of demons. I have been delivered of demons. I remember I didn't even know I had demons. This woman laid hands on me, power of God. She goes, demons, you come out. And I was laying there just And she, I was like, I have demons? And she's like, you will not manifest. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, yeah, don't manifest, because I was like starting to twitch a little bit. I'm like, yeah, don't do that. I was there for it. It's the first time I ever encountered the power of God like that. I'm getting tased on the ground. It was, I was a Bible church kid. I didn't know, guys. It was Father, Son, Holy Bible. And then I got, God pulled my SIM card out. And he was like, he was like, no, you're done. You're done, and I love it. We need power encounters today, and I believe as you, so Anna Claire, she's gonna break bread. Watch this, pay attention real careful. It's a few things. Oscar, you can begin to play. 
She's gonna feed you bread. This is the bread of God. Can I have a piece? It's challah bread. It's not the foam stuff in your little deal. Come on, praise God. So she's gonna give you a piece of bread. You can eat it right away. This is the broken body of Jesus for your healing and for your wholeness. And so as you eat it, I believe with all of my heart that it's the simplicity of just receiving God and his love for you. If he gave you Christ, how will he not along with him freely give you all things? So you're gonna eat your bread and you're just gonna enjoy the bread of God, enjoy the, the taste of it in your mouth, enjoy the fact that God loves you. It's his delight to heal you this morning. It's his delight to show you mercy. And there's gonna be someone ushering you. I'm gonna be there just to lay hands and just smile at you. God's a happy healer, is he not? And you're gonna find an open person. Can my ministry team come up and my staff and my elders just line here and here? Yeah, not, no, yeah. Two lines, we're gonna do one here, one here. So there's gonna be a lot of people to pray with you. Yeah, one, y'all back up, y'all back up. And you can guys go all the way to the stage. So you're gonna go to one person and the one person's just gonna simply lay your hands and say, be free, be healed. And they're gonna smile and bless you in Jesus' name and then you're gonna walk on through and God's gonna touch you and he's gonna heal you. Now listen, the rest of you, you're not off the hook. I want you to stand to your feet. We are the body of Christ. I do not want you to go to sleep right now. I want you to engage your spirit and to let the river of God flow out of your belly and to believe that God is going to supernaturally move among those walking through this line. Come on, do we not care? Do we not care about the health, the health and the wholeness of God's people? And so they're gonna lead us in worship and so I want you to engage. We're gonna stir the waters of the spirit and pray. Father, we pray right now, let your kingdom come. Holy Father in heaven, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, God. God, I thank you. You guys can be lining up and walking through. We're gonna start praying. But Father, I thank you right now for every manner of disease and sickness and demonic oppression in this place to bow the knee to bow the knee. Lord, every pain in the knees, every arthritis, every autoimmune disease, every barren womb, every cancer, every blood disease, every infection, every addiction to lust and pornography and depression.